Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Andrew Doherty, a registered dietitian who does not work in the traditional setting and enjoys sharing his simple but delicious life with food. A few years ago, I received a comment on Twitter from Andrew because we had an Iowa connection. So, of course, I had to start following him. I was immediately drawn to his witty banter and views from his own personal kitchen. Andrew and I talk about his non-traditional role as a dietitian, how you can influence and practice our profession in a variety of ways, and what the future holds for him as he's just starting his MBA. Andrew is very practical in his approach to sharing his journey and inspires me to cook more by making it look so easy. Please enjoy my conversation with Andrew. Everything, um, yeah, I went to Iowa State and did my internship in Des Moines, so very familiar yeah. with the area. That's what I thought. And I was like, I think that's initially when we connect, when we connected was some comment or something about Iowa State or, or Des Moines or something like that. So. Are you from this area then, or did you just come to school here? No, I just went to went to school in Ames. I'm originally from southern Minnesota, uh, okay. like a smallish town, St. Peter. Um, and then, yeah, I went to school in Ames uh, just because uh, the selection of um, accredited dietetic programs is, is a little bit limited. So, Kind of true. Yeah. But... You know, it's funny. I just had an intern in my office, or she's not an intern. She's actually a freshman in college, but she's from St. Peter. Peter's or Peter? Uh, St. Peter. St. Peter. She's from there. So, really? yeah, she goes to school here in um, at Simpson College. She's a student athlete, and she's trying to figure out what she wants to do with her life, if she wants to go into dietetics or exercise science or um, physical therapy or something along those lines. So that's interesting that you're from there too. Yeah. If you said the family name, I'm, I'm sure I would know someone. <laughs> and then S O N. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Isn't there a college there that has, but they don't, do they have an internship there? Uh, there's, I mean, there's a college in St. Peter Gustavus, which is a small private yeah. liberal arts school, but uh, I don't think they do. No, they don't do anything related to dietetics. No um, dietetics. No, no. It's a small school. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> small world. Yeah, definitely. Well, well why not? So you, you're from the Minnesota area, and obviously you came to Iowa to do your dietetics um, schooling. But is, is that always what you intended on doing when you went to college? Or maybe kind of take me back to that moment that you decided that's what you wanted to pursue as your career. For sure. Um, yeah, I think like, uh, well, I always joke um, uh, at work that what really got me into this was my very first job. Um, I actually worked at our small town grocery store in the produce department. Um, and as much as I like loathed that position, I think it <laughs> really set me up for the direction I, I headed down. Um all through high school, I was um, like a three-sport athlete or whatever. And um, I was just really into like the performance aspect of nutrition. So I remember just like reading the labels on everything. And it was uh, a lot of like trying supplements and stuff like that just for athletic reasons. And so I was I was really heading down that direction uh, when I was choosing a major in, into undergrad, um, just thinking about like athletic performance. And uh, Iowa State offered a dietetic or, or what was it? Um, pre-diet and exercise is what it was called. And it was um, an exercise science and a nutrition uh, major side by side. Uh, so I, I, w- I did that for a year. Um, but then uh, I actually had a turning point, um, which is fine to say it occurred uh, while I was on spring break freshman year in Las Vegas. And I had like, this epiphany <laughs> that uh, people who need help with nutrition, um, or like people uh, who could afford a personal trainer to help them out, like probably don't need that much help with nutrition. Um, so I kind of uh, pivoted 
after that and been like, okay, well, maybe I should focus my aim on helping those who are most at risk for nutrition deficiencies and things like that. Um, so after that, I, I started like volunteering at food shelves and um, helping out around the community and just got more involved that way. And that's kind of the direction I had it and how I really solidified where I was at in terms of uh, my base layer for nutrition and school and understanding. Did you kind of drop the exercise science component then of your degree? Yeah. Yeah. I just switched it out to a regular dietetics program. Um, Yeah. Just wasn't, uh, I was definitely just more overall interested in the nutrition aspect. So decided to focus on that. Well, I can see being a three, you know, being in three different sports. I mean, that was kind of like you did. That was your whole life at that point (laughs) when you were in high school. Yeah, I mean, I felt like I understood a lot of it. Granted, there's a ton of exercise science stuff that I don't know, but I was like, uh, I can get myself by. So, sure. Are you still pretty? Are you still into like that kind of component, just personally, just because you are an athlete? Um, not as much as I'd like to be. Uh, <laughs> sadly, I think I've followed like the kind of natural progression in terms of I don't do as many like competitive stuff anymore, just because it's busy with work and. And life and all that. Um, so it's just road races and all that. But I did, uh, I started to get into like off road races, um, and like obstacle races. So training oh, for really? those this summer, yeah, one of the tough mutter series. So that will be an adventure oh, wow. and something nice to have a little goal to work towards. Um, sure. But yeah, mostly it's just pick up stuff here and there. And recreational yeah, that yeah, you yeah. enjoy. Yeah. At least you're finding time for that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And now that uh, all of our snows melted up here, it's uh, looking a lot more Finally. enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took a while. <laughs> yeah. No, we got uh, dumped on first day in May you or guys. first day in April. So. Yeah, you did. That wasn't, and that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> no, no. So you, did you like Iowa State and did you like kind of, you never, did you always feel like after you made that decision to kind of change? To just to the nutrition and dietetics that you were on the right path and you're doing exactly what you should be doing uh, no and I, I still question that like, to this day if anyone says they like know what they're exactly what they're doing I, I think they're definitely lying or they're like very boring um <laughs> uh yeah back to your original question yeah I like I had very little connection to Iowa State prior to, to me going there. I had some cousins that went there um, and they actually had their wedding uh, reception there. And I remember like seeing that when I can remember that experience from when I was like super young. Um, but then when I toured it again, it just like made it like had everything I was looking for. So I had a nutrition program um, and being from like a small town, I wanted to go to a bigger school and it sure wasn't that big. It was big enough. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. And then it's like much smaller than, uh, the U of M. So, oh yeah, I bet it would be a lot smaller. And, but like, again, like you said, you still wanted that experience of going to a bigger, bigger school, but still not be overwhelmed completely. For sure. And the big thing too, was like the, just the history that it had and all the traditions. So I really enjoyed that the aspect dietetic, of it. Yeah. The massive dietetic mania school that it has. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. No, and that just lines up. So it's a <laughs> well, good. good group. Did you, so when you were going through school, um, where did you end up doing your internship? Yeah. So I uh, applied uh, to like around the nation actually, but uh, ended, get, ended up getting placed with uh, Iowa State's program. Um, and I was located right in Des Moines. Uh, and uh, it worked out really well because that year that I applied, they actually did a, this like heavy influence on uh school nutrition like a real heavy emphasis on school nutrition um so myself and another uh iowa state uh peer of mine got selected to do that in its initial year um so in addition to like doing the obviously like the clinical rotations uh that we did at the va in des moines um then we spent a large amount of our time with the des moines public school district 
um, which is a lot of fun. They have a really great operation there. Uh, so they have like a central kitchen for the entire district. Um, and we got to do a lot of fun projects with them uh, in terms of like, we put their menu all online and like put all of the uh, allergy information uh, on it. Um, we like handled all their social media. Uh, we worked with the dietitian running special diet orders uh, and getting substitutes put in place, um, training videos. They were just like super uh, accommodating for us in our uh, interest in school food nutrition that they really like took us on for everything. And uh, yeah, that was a great experience working there. How many, how many weeks did you get to do that? Cause that's pretty uncommon to get quite a bit of experience <laughs> yeah. in school. Service. Yeah. And testing my memory here, but I want to say, <laughs> uh, so we started the program. Iowa state's program is, is very accelerated. Um, so it goes, what, like, it's the first week in June until Thanksgiving. So it's super, super short. Uh, and I want to say that we did the VA from June to end of August and then August until uh, the end of November. So what is that? Oh, like, wow. it's, yeah, it's probably like uh, nine months. And then there was a, like a renal rotation thrown in for one week and a, and a community nutrition program thrown in for one week, too. So. So got a lot of great experience in that. And I think, you know, like most people just get a week usually in school, <laughs> school food service. So you got to experience a lot. Yeah, no. And it was great. And it allowed them to like give us some extra projects um, that they might not give an intern or just like uh, things that they needed a hand with. Um, so, so that was a lot of fun because they were doing some like big uh innovative projects at that time. Like I said, getting the menu online and um, they just started serving breakfast to every single student um, that I like, came through wow. or yeah, everyone got free breakfast and lunch at the school. So it was a wow. big task. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, well, that's a lot of responsibility as an intern too. Holy moly. And I definitely wasn't responsible for <laughs> that much, but yeah, like you were said, just assisting. You were just assisting. <laughs> yeah, some, some additional hands. So then, after your internship, what was kind of your next steps, and what was something that you were really interested in looking for when it came to a job? Um, yeah. So during the internship, uh, like I said, first rotation was clinical, and uh, I really went into that with like an open mind. Um, what's hard about what I found, like what's really hard about being a dietetic student and going through it is you really don't get a lot of glimpse into uh, what being a dietitian is like in the very like, traditional sense in like a clinical setting. Um, so when I went into clinicals right away, I like had no idea what to expect. And um, yeah, I just, <laughs> I tried my hardest to really like it and I just really didn't, <laughs> didn't like it at all. Um, so, uh, yeah, I knew I really wasn't going to apply for any clinical stuff. And then long-term care just really didn't uh, appeal to me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, everything else was pretty much applying for anything, like all across the country, like any type of role. Um, so after, yeah, back to your question, back to after my internship, like, studied like hell for <laughs> however many weeks for, your test. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the test. Um, and then I was like applying to like, my goal was like apply to one job a day. So I did that for however many weeks between the tests and uh, yeah, we're just doing that back and forth um, for a couple weeks. And then uh, yeah. And then I got uh, a position came up with the university of Minnesota extension um, and working with their snap ed program. Uh, and I saw in the job description that one of the responsibilities was to coordinate uh, this curriculum called Cooking Matters. And I actually had experience uh, with this program um, just as like a volunteer. Uh, over the summers, um, when I was back home, I volunteered with this program just as um, like a classroom assistant. And then I helped lead some of uh, the like chef demonstration component of it. So I had experience with this program and I knew I really did like the education component of nutrition. Um, so this position just really stood out to me. Um, 
And uh, yeah, interviewed for that. And they, they made you teach a nutrition lesson right there. Um, so I had to do that in my interview. Seriously? And, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's intimidating. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like that totally just came comfortable to me. Um, was it? Yeah. I remember the last, like the <clears throat> interview question was um, like prepare, pr- prepare a five minute presentation for um, uh, like a parent's group on getting their kids to eat healthier fruits and vegetables. Um, and I used like this technique that we used at, uh, during my internship when I was with the Des Moines school district, um, cause we taught classes to, um, kindergarten, first, second, and third graders as well. Just like nutri- basic nutrition lessons through there. Uh, it's called pick a better snack program. Um, mm-hmm. so I use some little techniques that they taught in there, um, like focusing on how to make, uh, the different senses of eating stand out to kids so getting bright uh colors so like peeling carrots so they're brighter and uh, cutting into fun shape giving names things like that so nailed so it i guess it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah yeah and so uh, i when you because i don't really know a lot about because i don't think I guess I don't really know a lot about what kind of education offers there are with like with SNAP-Ed and what kind of things you do for that program. Yeah. Um, so I will say just like in this interview, I'm just like representing my, myself and my own thoughts with sure. this. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll just give you like a breakdown overview of, of the SNAP-Ed program. So there's like all of our SNAP dollars that come out of the U.S. Farm Bill. Um, and SNAP is, um, stands for Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, which is a new name for food stamps because they don't do stamps anymore. Um, so a very small percentage of all the SNAP dollars that are allocated across the country, I want to say it's 1%, um, is allocated for SNAP ed funding. So SNAP education is what it's short for. Um, and in that position, it was my job to go out into communities who, um, or go to like different communities and groups and teach basic nutrition, um, some hands-on cooking, some smart shopping uh, skills to people who were eligible to receive SNAP benefits. Um, so I did that in like a, a Western suburbs of, of the Twin Cities area. Um, so I did that for two years teaching there. But yeah, it's just... Um, it's practical information that literally everyone can use. And a lot of stuff that just comes across online, like social media is, is stuff that I would teach in class. Um, probably a little bit more formally than what I do online though. <laughs> okay. And the cooking matter. Cause I'm, I'm kind of familiar with the cooking matters and I know that that program is still around and it's, it's still executed in lots of different places. So that was just kind of a component a part of your teaching strategy? Yeah. So uh, cooking matters is a, is a curriculum. Um, so it's set up as it's a, yeah, it's a six week nutrition education curriculum that involves hands-on cooking, um, with the nutrition lesson. Um, so for six weeks, this group meets for two hours. Um, so it's a group of like, uh, like eight to 12 participants. And then myself as a nutrition educator, and then we'd bring in a chef, uh, that was a volunteer, like someone from uh, a local restaurant. We've had um, someone from like school food service after their shift, they would come out and do it. Uh, so how it was set up was that the chef would demonstrate a recipe um, and then the participants would go break up into groups and then duplicate that same recipe. Uh, and then while the recipe was cooking, I would do the nutrition education lesson of it. Um, just like okay. the nutrition impl- or like the nutrition components of, of the recipe or, or like the smart shopping budgetary components of the recipe. And then, um, and then we just all, like, all eat together. And then what was cool about the program was that everyone who participated in it each week got uh, a grocery bag with all the ingredients for that recipe um, to, to do at home. So it was really this idea of like em- empowering participants kind of like building on. So they, like, first they saw it, then they got to do it hands-on with supervision and groups and then they do it independently at home. So it's a super, That's awesome. super cool program. And like I said, um, at first I volunteered with it. Um, and then they started paying me to do it. So <laughs> I fooled them. Are you, 
<laughs> you pulled that. Are you still doing it then, or is it was it just part of your previous? Job? Yeah, it was just part of my previous position. Since then, I've I've taken on a different role. Um, okay, still within the yeah, University of Minnesota, um, but now yeah, I work on like it's kind of like a special project um, with um, through this set of grant dollars from. Uh, the Minnesota Department of Health called um, the SHIP grant or Statewide Health Improvement Partnership. And it's this really cool grant idea where the state um, tries to, its its objective is to decrease um, obesity and tobacco use rates uh, through increasing healthy uh, eating behaviors, uh, increasing opportunities for physical activity, um, education, um, and like policy changes through tobacco, um, tobacco, uh, cessation programs, things like that. Um, so uh, I do that. Uh, I take those dollars and I do it through like a work site component. So I work with different employers, um, typically, uh, not, uh, not for profit employers. So organizations that don't have comprehensive workplace wellness programs. Um, so I go into their organizations and just like help them establish wellness committees, um, take an assessment of what they're at, see what they're interested in pursuing, um, and then get them connected to resources that would help support uh, healthy living in the workplace. So whether that's like giving, helping them get access to uh, kitchen equipment so that they can prepare meals brought from home that are usually healthier, or we might look at um, setting up a guideline or policy for what foods get into a vending machine so that X percent of them are, are healthier choices, um, getting them trained on getting HR people trained on uh, tobacco cessation programs, things like that. So um kind of like a, a middleman between the this this state grant dollars and these organizations. Oh, that sounds really interesting. I mean, it's like a, a combination of just a variety of things. I'm sure you never get bored at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of emails. Um, <laughs> a lot of emails. <laughs> like I said, it's just yeah, connecting resources, and I, and I do miss like the hands-on um, nutrition education component that I used to do, but. Uh, luckily I've been able to kind of pick that up on the side here and there. So still get to dabble on that. Just a little bit. Do you feel like you're using, like, do you feel like you're using your skills and, you know, you feel like you're just using them in a different way? Is it something that like you feel is very complimentary to your passions? Um, yeah. So, uh, 40 hours a week. No, I'm not doing like nutrition stuff. It's like a small component of what I do. Um, but I think, it, yeah, uh, obviously I'm still in the end of the day, I'm like promoting healthy behaviors. I'm just doing it in a different way. Um, and I think it's something that, yeah, it, it, it was hard to take on right away. Um, and I think that's something that like a lot of other young dietitians and like just getting into the professional world struggle with is like this idea is that if you're not in a job title role that says registered dietitian, then, then you're not like in your role. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that's a good way to look at it because there's so many opportunities where people where someone who has a nutrition background and understanding of it can promote, um, healthy eating and like uh like in numerous different ways um besides the traditional like sit down client dietitian setting um so i just do it through a way that's more looking at like organizations as a whole and looking at um just like external factors that impact people's choices um because at the end of the day, everyone knows what like they should and shouldn't be eating. I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty simple. It's uh, <laughs> eh, fruits and vegetables be active. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty standard, but it's a matter of there are other things that impact people's choices. So I work to get those barriers out of the way. And I think, don't you kind of feel like that's like the first step? Like before you can tell someone, hey, you need to eat better. You know, what other things are in the way of you eating better or doing more things for your wellness? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I, th- I think that's actually for um, for the purpose of like dietitians goals and like getting people getting like those working with the general population. Um, I think that's the, the, the talent that we have is that ability to um, 
to take what's recommended and, and put it in a, and like structure those recommendations in a way that fits a person's uh, life in like a realist, realistical uh, manner. Um, because yeah, like I said, everyone knows what they, what they shouldn't and shouldn't be eating for the most part. Um, so just like framing it in a way that's applicable to their life, I think is, is a talent that uh, dietitians possess and, and, and the importance of the skills that we can provide. I think that's so true. I, it's funny. I was talking to the student that came to see me and we were talking about that particular topic and how the client comes in and says they eat, you know, 60 Oreos a day. Well, you know, they're probably going to still eat Oreos. So how can we approach it and say, let's not eat 60. Let's try eating 30. (laughs) Like sometimes you just gotta, you gotta meet them kind of where they're at. And again, looking at what other things are going on in the big picture. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So just like structuring it in a way that's obtainable and yeah. Taking those, <laughs> I mean, baby steps are a huge thing. So yeah, <laughs> you probably see that a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a matter of just building on successes and obviously that's a lot of stuff, but take what you yeah, can that's get. True. And- <laughs> Absolutely. And everything that is a positive change towards the better is good, regardless of how big or how small or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just like getting people in the frame of mind that like, oh, they can make choices. And then that's something that internally they want to do that's coming from themselves, not someone telling them what they should and shouldn't do. Um, so like having sure. having that, uh, those, those skills and that empowerment, I think is, is big. Is huge. It really is. And so, how long have you been doing this current position? Oh, uh, just under a year. It was only like this past okay. July. So, so pretty, pretty new to the to the career. And and then I I know that you and I have connected on. Well, like I told you earlier, that I totally kind of started following you because of your realistic and simple cooking techniques that you share on social media. So kind of talk to me about a little bit like where you're coming from with your social media and how that, you know, how you like to use that in your practice. Yeah. Um, so the whole like social media thing and how I got involved with it and in, in like promoting nutrition and healthy eating, um, I can say that like, I just, I really didn't want to that like Instagram really didn't appeal to me at all. Um, but I just like wanted to test it out. Uh, And how it really started was just the idea of, um, (laughs) I was just living by myself and and super bored all the time. So I just uh, recorded (laughs) what I was doing because, um, just like living with a bunch of guys in college, I knew that a lot of people (laughs) didn't know how to cook or like what they should be eating. Or like, I just said that like everyone knows, um, they didn't know like how to prepare, um, certain things like vegetables or, or they're just like eating carrots and apples. And like, that was it. Um, sure. so I was like, okay, well I'll just like quick capture this and just share it and just like show how healthy eating can be attainable. Um, just through like some small recipes. So it literally just started off. And to this day, it pretty much just follows me and what I eat. Um, and I just document it. Um, not saying that I'm like perfect or anything, but maybe that's like one of the key components of it. It's just like, it's a real person. It's me. Like everything I do on there is stuff that I eat every single day. So I've really taken a commitment to really not going out of my way to do anything fancy or to do a try to attract uh, this huge following just cause I don't know. I, it's just me on there. <laughs> There's nothing fancy. You're just doing it kind of cause you like it and you enjoy it. And I think I like your approach because, and I know that you mentioned this in a, in a post of you're not going to have this beautiful food picture and you're not going to have, it's not going to be perfect. And it's not going to be like what you normally see on those social media sites because that's not real life. And that's what I like about your approach because you're like, well, this is it. This is me in the kitchen and this is what I'm making. Yeah, no, that was like a big turning point for me because uh, obviously like w- when you start with these programs, you see all these like beautiful images and you're like, oh, I want to do that. And they have like all these tons, tons of followers and you try to like replicate what they're doing. Um, one, <laughs> I'm not very good with like the decorating and, and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> and two, like 
I'm the people I'm trying to reach are like people who are maybe living on a budget and don't have a lot of time. So like these people really like, no, they're not going to buy a garnish just to have some, like something fancy on top of their like tacos or like do, do all this extra stuff. Just have something look good. And yeah, no one sets up like their dinner to look like that. And sometimes I think that can, no. that can be a barrier for people as they see this beautiful dish. And if they try to attempt it and it turns out not looking like what they expected there or not what they saw, then that's just not a good feeling. <laughs> uh, so yes. That's how I so, am. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's like a barrier to some people, but um, yeah. So well, and you're also, I mean, thinking about, you know, where you work and what you do, it's very, I mean, it's very much lined up with how you're just trying to educate people on simple changes and ways to eat healthier and how it doesn't have to be complicated and how it's very realistic to do. Mm-hmm. You just need to have a little knowledge and a little bit of education. Yeah, definitely. There's a stat I always refer back to when I talk with people about nutrition and what they should and shouldn't be eating. And I want to say it's like, I want to say it's in like the high 80 to 90% of the general population doesn't get the recommended amounts of fruits and vegetables. <laughs> that's, that's so many people. Oh it's like, okay, let's like get people to the standard and like the simple, easiest way possible that they can do. And then let's, let's like, and then we can build on from there, but like, okay, let's just like focus on this one huge deficit in people's diets. And then, and then we can go from there. Oh, I believe that. I just didn't realize it was that. I mean, I knew it was high, but I didn't know it was that high. Yeah. But, and I think that's kind of what you tend, isn't that kind of what you tend to focus a lot of your, your recipes and your videos on is, is how to get more fruits and vegetables and how to make it work in a meal setting? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you're not like baking pastries and things no, like that. Like baking. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I mean, the main thing that it spawned out of was just like teaching people how to incorporate more fruits and vegetables into their lives. Um, and two, like this other food groups that I cook, it's it's nothing fancy. Like I'll just grill a pork chop. So it's just not much to show show there. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's like it can be that simple. I think that's why it's such a good approach because it doesn't have to be like you said a garnish and a pretty plate and all that other excess mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, no, it's a very good point. Um, yeah, just kind of. That's why I like your, that's why I like what you do because that's why I kind of, you know, it's like, I really like to have them on because it makes sense your approach of what, you know, what your profession is and how your approach is just with your education. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. And also, yeah, I don't know if I like called this out, but, um, two, a lot of, uh, um, dietitian recipes or like other food blogs, I, I think sometimes they, uh, could have maybe aren't the most appealing to like men in, in their like twenties or thirties, just in terms of if something's like very like quinoa kale driven. <laughs> so just like maybe making something <laughs> a little bit more robust that is approachable <laughs> to people who uh who are yeah. used to eating just like frozen pizzas and, and that's about it. <laughs> You know, that's like a really good point, though. Like, I would have never, you know, being a female, we always think that just other females are looking at our our things. And that's probably true. If, like, men are looking at a quinoa kale salad, they're going to be like, no, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> not making that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like making it a little bit more approachable. and Sure. Get some like, meat in yeah, there and get some, like... <laughs> common vegetables. <laughs> Some common man foods. Yeah, we don't need to get to that. <laughs> but that's true. I get, you know, that's a real, I, I'm going to take that to heart. Well, I never post recipes because I'm not, a, I don't really enjoy cooking very much, but I'll think of that if I ever do of how, you know, there are other people eating these, <laughs> these th- kinds of foods. So I mean, it's yeah. not just all dietitians. Uh, yeah. Everyone, everyone <laughs> eats, right? So <laughs> to- Absolutely. That's what, commonly ties us that's why people look at food photos that's that's job security (laughs) 
Yeah, it is. It is totally job security. <laughs> Do you like, so you're not a huge, I know that you said you're not a huge Instagram fan. I actually, we connected on Twitter oh, yeah. first. Do you like that Twitter? Do you like that a lot more as your form of um, social I've had media? i a lot longer. Um, and I don't know if that just like naturally comes out. Like that format, of just like quick witty comments is like <laughs> what comes out. Um, uh, and just like fits my personality better. But yeah, I, I, I just had that mm-hmm. a lot longer. Um, and two, I probably spend a lot more time at work <laughs> just surfing Twitter. So I'm probably just on that a lot more frequently. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I can understand that because it's because it's just interesting how people choose which one they like the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's such a. I think it's a really great format to to share and connect. And I know a ton of people who maybe don't post on Twitter, but they like use it as their news source or um, just just feed there. Mm-hmm. So some good viewership. So sure. Do you um, do you, can I? ask if like your clients or the people that you work with, do they follow you? Do they know you're on social media? Um, no, I don't really promote that. Um, it's like, the, it's your, it's more your personal. Y- yeah. I don't know that that component's kind of like, I, I do say that it's like, um, my like Instagram, my Twitter are, uh, I, I approach them as the, my personal, um, ones. um, Luckily, um, my personal life just uh, does a really good job of aligning with my professional life um, and the stuff that I'm actually interested in. So that's uh, kind of how I approach it. Um, and I also understand like, okay, well, I'm going to try to keep some consistency in terms of like what I'm posting on here. So it's all nutrition based sure. or food related in some capacity. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. In my like nine to five job, um, no, I don't do like a really, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really promote it a ton. Um, just because I also work for a, a government agency. So. Sure. That's true. But yeah. I do have my own you, fun personal well, business those, cards that I hand out to people. <laughs> you do. Does it, <laughs> does it have your social media mm-hmm. handles on it? Yeah. Way? Not only that, but it has, it has yeah. like my face cut out on it too. So. <laughs> I, like, I like it. I like your quirkiness. It's so fun. <laughs> well, and I like, I just like that, you know, there are, I feel like sometimes when you get on social media, there's so many people that are doing all the same thing and you just see it over and over and over. And it's nice to have just a different perspective in a different way. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I like, that's another reason why I really like the fresh, it's a breath of fresh air. <laughs> Good. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> See, you didn't even know. You have a little fan, a girl fan over yeah. here. <laughs> no, it's uh, just, so, just me coming out and <laughs> how, how it relates to how I present it. But That's awesome. So what do you kind of see, you know, is, what do you kind of, I know that you said that you, you know, apply to different jobs all over the country and all over the world. And, you know, what do you see your future kind of, Mm-hmm. Happen. Is there anything that you want to do in your life besides, you know, not even just work related? It could be anything related. What kind of goals and things have you kind of set for, for sure? Yourself? Yeah, no, I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> so I actually took on a new um, venture lately. Uh, I started uh, an MBA program um, just part time uh, here in Minnesota. Um, so Potentially in the future here, I'm looking at getting into more of like the business side of food and nutrition, um, potentially looking at uh, overseeing different uh, food venture projects or something along there. I have like no business expe- uh, mm-hmm. background experience, but um, through my position, I've gotten put in some sort of various uh, project management capacities and I've really enjoyed that and it's just fun to diversify my background a little bit so starting to pursue that and just kind of taking more of like a business management approach to to food and nutrition and, and utilizing um, yeah my background nutrition to potentially do something with uh, with food companies and then luckily here in the Twin Cities we have a ton of them so um you do. You do. That sounds exciting. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what I'm getting myself into, but uh, I have really enjoyed the challenge of it. And it's just <laughs> fun to have 
something new to learn about. Um, so yeah, if there's anyone out there listening to the podcast that's hiring for food nutrition manager in the future. <laughs> Keep Andrew in mind. We will definitely put your contacts <laughs> in the show notes for that. So, yeah. No, that sounds... Do you, are you liking the classes so yeah, far? Yeah, no, it's been great. Like I said, it's just something totally different. And yeah, the first couple weeks of like any class... It's just like, oh, damn, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Like, I know none of the stuff that people are like (laughs) referencing in their comments. Um, But after a while, you you can fake it along (laughs) with it. Um, Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I don't know. It's just, yeah, that was another thing that kind of (laughs) a little bit came out of boredom too. I was just looking for something new and a challenge. So um, pursuing that and why not? uh, Again, like I was saying before, um, get someone who's like a nutrition expert in a different capacity so that they can advocate for um, healthy behaviors and nutrition. That's so true. And, you know, I think that's a new frontier that I think we're slowly infiltrating a little bit in those food companies. I think they're starting to see the value of having that input from mm-hmm. a nutrition expert. So, yeah, you're probably coming in at it right at the perfect time. Yeah, no, that's that's the goal. Um, but yeah, no, I've I've met a bunch of other dietitians who also have MBAs, and yeah, I think they're doing cool stuff. So whether it's like consulting, like yeah. you said, um, helping out with label and regulation stuff, so which that's huge <laughs> right now too. I mean, all the labeling is like it's just going bonkers of how much it has mm-hmm. to be to be. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Oh, I'm excited you. for yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. New frontier new challenges. So that's, um, and then just, yeah, I like to, n- n- I'm at the end of the semester right now. So it's just bringing up other little, uh, side projects, things like that. Um, yeah. Nutrition stuff in the works and just getting my crazy ideas out there on other platforms. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's awesome. And doing your tough mm-hmm. mutter. And you're doing that too. So, yeah, never a dull moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope that we can um, reconnect again, like in 2019. And I probably say this to everybody at the end of my podcast, but I would love to keep, you know, in touch and definitely follow your journey and how that changes over the course of the next couple of years and the exciting things. That yeah. You're well, thank you for having me on with this and our, um, the, the conversation. It's, it's been great to connect and yeah, I definitely look forward to uh, staying in contact whether that's over social media or if I'm down in the Des Moines area sometime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. You'll have to, you'll have to hit me up and we'll have to get together and, have a coffee or, or a yeah cocktail. definitely <laughs> i love meeting with other dietitians because it's just a great energy to like to have something that to connect with over like something that you're really passionate about it right yeah i agree and i i think it's so fun to meet each other in person after you've connected in different ways when you haven't oh, met yeah. them in person so yeah it's like a, it's like a surprise, like a birthday gift. It's just like, it's exciting. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and if I come your direction, which sometimes I do, I will definitely have to um, get into For sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, I asked you all these hard questions. Now I'm going to ask you yeah. the harder questions. So I know I sent these to you earlier today, but what is your favorite yeah, food? Um, so I pretty much always revert this question to um, pomegranates. I don't know if there's other foods I could like just go to town on, but like, I think it's the seasonality and how it's like a very rare or you only get them like once per year, just in the winter. Yes. Um, and they're just so convenient and tasty and flavorful. So yeah, I th- I'm going to have to say pomegranates. That's a good answer. Um, closely um, followed by just straight up sugar cereal. <laughs> Which I can eat forever. <laughs> is there? A, do you have like a favorite, or just um, all of them? I uh, yeah, probably either was like a, a frosted mini wheat or or cinnamon life. I could I could easily oh. and have like easily done <laughs> like a whole box in a day. 
I I am with you. I love life cereal. I don't know what it is. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah. They know what they're doing. With you. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> uh what's your favorite um, beverage? <laughs> yeah, I'll uh I like to drink all the beverages, but um again, like the cereal, I could I could totally put down <laughs> red wine, <laughs> like no other. Um so like something super dark and oaky. Um like a, a cab. Um yeah, that was another fun fact. I used to I used to actually work at a winery, um, like over the summer. So that was another glimpse into a different side of food production. Uh, yeah. Ah. Interesting. Did you do that back yeah, in, so that in Minnesota? Yeah, so was a seasonal position. Um, I had the fortunate, uh, um, yeah, circumstance to to work at this winery that just opened up. That was it's this amazing facility. Um, so. I got to help out there. And then uh, because they had just started up, they were a little short uh, handed in the kitchen. Um, and then thankfully, um, because of my management, uh, like food service management undergrad, we, we, we were required to get service safe certified. So I, I came to that with my service safe certification. Uh-huh. So I was able to help out in the kitchen too. So that was like, uh, yeah, that was, wow. it was a lot of fun. It was probably one of the most fun jobs I've had. It, it was super cool. That would be yeah. Everything happens for a reason, right? I really yeah, believe yeah, that. Yeah, no, it definitely <laughs> stars aligned with that one. And that's like always in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, I should huh. go work at a winery again. <laughs> that would, you know, I have a friend that does that and he is, he started out at a winery and now he's like moved up into like, I mean, he's got a really high position in with the company, but there you go. That could be mm-hmm. like your food company. Yeah. 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 Hmm. <laughs> wheels are turning um so what's your favorite color uh, i think i'd have to say red um just because like the cardinal and gold iowa state colors that being said uh, i think sure. i wear a lot of blue which is like the safe color <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> well i was gonna say with pomegranates and Ooh. red wine i was gonna make i was like I think <laughs> oh my red. god yeah no maybe See, you're drawn connected. to red <laughs> and then do you have a favorite scent or a smell um uh, this is like uh, probably wine <laughs> wine <laughs> do you like to do the whole like you know twirling the wine and then smelling it for the notes and I mean, things like that yeah i do that I, I don't need to i can definitely just drink it <laughs> <laughs> if yeah <laughs> want to be more formal i Makes suppose sense. Sure. You could be like one of those, I can't say the word, I'm not going to try to say it, yeah. like those wine experts Somalia. that know all that information. Yes. <laughs> you it so smoothly. I didn't even attempt it. <laughs> and then what brings you joy in life, Andrew? Uh, yeah, definitely just like being in the kitchen, but even more so than that is um, just like connecting with friends over food and drinks is like my like happiest time. Um, like every year for the past couple of years, um, for my birthday, like it's just a big group of friends. I mean, just go to a brewery and just like sit around a big table and talk. And, uh, yeah, I just love that. And this past weekend I was able to go back home to my parents' place and we had family from all over town for a birthday. And we just got to sit, sit, uh, back out on the deck and grill and sit and talk and eat and drink. So yeah, just those conversations you get to have around food and our, super joyful to me and, and moments that I cherish and look forward to. I think the best conversations come from those situations yeah. too. So what a great answer. I love that. Yeah. I'll think of you when I'm on the patio <laughs> with my family having cocktails. And yeah. Conversations. yeah. Only good can come from that. <laughs> right. That's so true. Well, thank you so much for your time this evening and I'm going to let you get on with your evening and we will reach back out to each yeah, other. Yeah, hopefully we can stay in touch. Thank you for uh, having me on, Anne. Recently, I seriously made a frittata because Andrew is always making something easy and delicious in his kitchen. And he makes a lot of frittatas, and that's what inspired me to do it. I like how Andrew maybe doesn't have a direct client interaction with his job, but he reaches people with his expertise in so many different ways. He has a great message by not getting caught up in the official dietitian title, but realizing the impact you can have in so many other ways. 
I hope you go take a look at his social media. He really enjoys interacting on Twitter and he has some great budget-friendly meals ideas from his own personal kitchen. Today's episode is sponsored by Jolly Time Popcorn because you all know how much I love their popcorn and my favorite is being able to pop the Simply Popped right in my microwave. I feel it kind of tastes like movie theater popcorn. It's so delicious and it's so natural and it's just a few ingredients. Make sure to go over to jollytime.com. You can grab some actual great coupons to buy your own and get a lot of more information about their products. My website, annelizabethardy.com, is where you can read my latest weekly wisdom blog post where I share my current adventures, food I am digging into, and the music I'm jamming out to at the gym. I might also include a really delicious Real Deal recipe, and I'm always including what I love right now. You will find all my previous podcasts, show notes, and links to things we talked about in my conversations with these amazing people. And you can also purchase my book from the website. Please connect with me on social media by finding me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at AnnaElizabethRD. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.